So you decided to take the family on a vacation. You decided to take the family to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue to go tour the White House. And when you arrive, you start to walk around the outside of the White House to tour the gardens. You walk around the surrounding streets, learning about the White House. And then all of a sudden, a very friendly security guard says, you know what? I like you guys. I'm going to let you in so that you can see the inside of the White House. The family is excited. The security guard leads the entourage inside. He shows you the West Wing. He shows you the kitchen where they make the food for the president. And then all of a sudden, the security guard, when an emergency happened that needed his attention, he had to go and take care of that, said, make sure that you leave through this door. Yet as soon as that happened, one of your children ran off in the other direction. So the family runs after that child, and all of a sudden they find themselves in one of the hallways of the White House, looking up, getting distracted by all of the different pictures of the long-lost heroes of America, their pictures on the wall of this hallway. And all of a sudden, you become consumed and you continue to tour the White House without any supervision. And then you look up and notice a big mahogany door that has a big sign on it that reads, Oval Office, do not enter. And without paying much attention, being so consumed with everything that there is to look at and making sure that the family's having a good time, you call the family over, say, guys, look what I found. You open the door. You walk in to find the president sitting there in the Oval Office having a confidential meeting with other leaders of the free world. Total insanity, right? I can imagine this father would become viral. He would become a meme. This family, without paying attention, stumbled into the Oval Office, completely unannounced. The Medrash on our Parsha has some very insightful words about a similar episode like this. Sefer Vayikra. Parsha's Vayikra begins with Vayikra el Moshe vaydaber Hashem elov me'oil moed lemar. And he called to Moshe, and Hashem spoke to Moshe from the oil moed. And the Medrash in Vayikra Rabbah in Aleph Tesvav deduces from this Pasuk that Moshe did not enter the Mishkan until Hashem specifically invited him inside. Until Hashem called Vayikra to Moshe. The Medrash goes on to say that a Talmud Chacham who lacks this attribute of Das, this attribute of paying attention, any Torah scholar that lacks Das is inferior to an animal carcass. Those are the words. It's worth it to hear the golden words of Chazal in this Medrash. So I quote, Mikan Amru, from this episode we see, Kol Talmud Chacham, She'ein Bodea, any Torah scholar that does not have knowledge, Da'as, Dea, Nevela Tova Hebenu. An animal carcass is better than him. Teidalach, and I'll prove this, continues the Medrash. Say Ulaman mi Moshe. Go learn about Moshe. Avi Hachachma, he is the dad of wisdom. Avi Hanavim, he is the father of prophets. Shehot Yisrael mi Mitzrayim, he took the Jewish people out of Egypt. Va'al Yadinase, Kaman Isim Mitzrayim, miracles. Venerois al Yamsef, Va'olashme Maram, and he was hanging out in heaven. Va'hoyri Tayman Ashimaim, he brought a tyrant down to this world. Venis Asabim Malachasa Mishkan, and he built a Mishkan. But still, 
He would not walk into the Holy of Holies inside of the Mishkan until he was paged, until he was called, until there was a Vayikra. Shenemar, Vayikra el Moshe Vayidaber. It truly is a very interesting medrash. And it's hard to understand because really a person, if he has so much wisdom, so much Torah, he built a Mishkan, he brought the Jewish people out of Egypt, but he doesn't pay attention or he waltzes into a room without knocking, let's say. You mean to tell me if Moshe Rabbeinu would have entered the Mishkan without being called? He would have been more inferior than an animal carcass lying on the floor, its skin matted in dirt and grime. An animal carcass that Medrash gives such this graphic imagery to us. Really, when you mean to tell me that Moshe Rabbeinu could do all the miracles that he did and bring a Torah down from the heavens, yet he's more inferior than a dead animal carcass? Well, I think a carcass is already dead, so lower than an animal carcass? A smelly, pungent odor, foul odor with its fur matted down and its blood on the floor? A totally lifeless, unproductive animal carcass? And Maishir Abain was worse because he didn't knock before he entered the Mishkan? Because he waltzed in before Hashem called him? A Talmud Chacham who could be Basman Hazes, someone who knows so much. He's on the cover of magazines because he's such a massive Torah scholar and everyone looks up to him. But he would just walk in without being asked into a holy place. Would it stretch to go as far as that? You'd be lower than an animal carcass? How do we understand this? Why is it so bad? Why is lacking Das missing everything? When I began to explore this point, explore the word Das, I looked around. I couldn't exactly nail down what the word Das means. Does it mean knowledge? Does it mean Ruach HaKodesh, prophecy, what is Das? So thank God, Revolba defines for us in his Chumashir on Vayikra what the word Das means. And I quote, Das means an awareness of what one is doing. As opposed to performing actions out of habit or mechanically. Das means an awareness of what you're doing. To further explain this concept of what it means to have das, there's a famous Reb Chaim Al-Harambam, the great Reb Chaim Salavechik, in his magnum opus, a work studied worldwide, daily. In one of the very first pieces, Reb Chaim finds seemingly two conflicting teachings in Rambam. Discussing when and how much kavana, how much concentration does one need to have in davening. In one place, it seems like the Rambam says a person must be focused. He must understand what's going on and also know the words and their translations. A certain high level of concentration. And in another place, it seems like the Rambam says that a person just needs to have regular understanding that he's praying right now. 
And Reb Chaim makes this famous split that one teaching of the Rambam is describing the first bracha of Shemona Esrei, and he proves his point from many different sources and with certain spectacular inferences in the Rambam's wording. And the other teaching in the Rambam is referring to the rest of Shemona Esrei. In that, there are two levels of concentration. The first level, during the first bracha of Shemona Esrei, a person needs to have this super high level of, I'm standing in front of God, and I understand what I'm saying, and then I'm praying, and there's real intent and concentration. But the rest of Shemona Esrei, a person has to have what's called omed lefnei hamelech, a recognition that I'm standing in front of the king. Omed standing lefnei in front of hamelech the king. This concept of omed lefnei hamelech in davening is what it means to have das in any situation. When you're at the doctor's office and you're talking to the doctor, you are omed lefnei a doctor. You're focused on what's going on. When you're at dinner with your spouse, your oimed lifnei has spouse. You're present, you're focused. You have an awareness of the actions that you're doing and what's going on. And concludes Ravalba, a frightening conclusion that a person could learn Torah from 6 a.m. until midnight, daven all of the tvilos with its seabor, converse with his grandmother talk to his friends, hang out with his children, do so many fantastic mitzvos during the day. But if he never taps in to das, if he never has an awareness and he's never focused, then an animal carcass is still better than he is. Yes, you could even say that if you led the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim, if you went up into the heavens and snatched the Torah from the angels and brought it down to the Jewish people, if you were HaKadosh Baruch Hu's liaison for the miracles, if you constructed the Mishkan, yet if you walk in unannounced, yet if you act without das, without awareness and focus, then Nevela Toiva Haimenu. Moshe Rabbeinu manifested this attribute of das, and it's our job to... Mimic him to live our lives with Das. Now, in modern times, in 2023, there's that many more distractions. There are that many more advertisers vying for your Das. That many more things that are a part of our life because of the creation of all of this technology that allows us to connect with that many more things. And there are that many more outlets that are pulling at our attention and at our focus. So that much more effort must be exerted to remain attentive, aware, and focused. So with God's help, I'd like to suggest a hopefully realistic and very practical piece of advice that I have received from my teachers. The human brain is a very funny place. It can stress for hours or... Stop to chat with something or someone. The human brain will lock up on certain things at times or move free-flowing through different ideas. And perhaps you've heard the saying that the more you try not to think about a pink elephant, the more your brain will end up thinking about a pink elephant. 
this mind that we have, this brain, this silly putty of an organ that we have in our heads is a very, very interesting thing. It is therefore quite natural that when a person is focused on something, his brain might go off topic. You might be in the middle of davening Shmona Esrei, and it is not uncommon to be caught up thinking about something else. So what to do now? Because let's live it. You're in the middle of Salah Lanu, and you're thinking about business. What a mensch should do right then and there is go back to the home base. Go back, using his das, back to the sitter, back to focus on what he's doing. And again, continue on. And then when you get distracted again, because that is kind of inevitable, when you decide with das, with knowledge, to revert back to the present, to focus in on davening, It strengthens your das, your knowledge, your awareness muscle. This das, this thing in our brain is like a muscle. And if you work it out, it gets stronger. The insight here is that we shouldn't be fighting trying to keep ourselves from getting off topic because that's very much natural. The key is to strengthen your das muscle to keep coming back, to keep returning to the sitter, returning to present, returning to the davening that helps you live with a stronger knowledge and sense of das. Every time that a person goes off track and refocuses, he becomes someone who's closer to Moshe Rabbeinu in the aspect of manifesting das. As a proof to this, maybe you've heard of Rav Chaim Valozhiner's great teaching in regards to illicit thoughts, to inappropriate hirhurim, inappropriate thoughts, he advises us and tells us, educates us that we are not in violation of the Torah law of thinking about inappropriate things. If something pops into our brains, we are only chayiv if we dwell on them. But if we immediately go back, revert to previous thoughts, we get out of it, we're okay. And that's all we can do. So I'm trying to drive home that the practical and realistic approach is to keep trying to get back with awareness and focus to what you're doing. And each time you do it, you get stronger. One of the most lauded qualities that a person can acquire is Yishuv Hadas, is having peace of mind, is having the settling of knowledge to be totally where you are, to be like Moshe Rabbeinu, who didn't act without an intention Live your life with das. When you go to the dafyomi shir, if you're already doing that, show up with das, with a focus, with an awareness. You won't believe how much you'll gain. We already daven so frequently. Do it with das. And it's an entirely different tefillah. When you hang out with your children, when you hang out with your spouse, when you call your bubby, do it with das. And be like Moshe Rabbeinu. And not like that father who waltzed into the Oval Office.